0: Hi, and welcome to Smiling Gives You Wrinkles. I'm Donna Francis, and I've been a beauty editor for 25 years. I've always been passionate about helping women feel confident and happy in their own skin. And now I'm in my late 40s, I want you to wake up every day feeling more positive and motivated. This is the podcast that helps you celebrate everything about aging with a smile. Today, I'm chatting with the lovely Lisa Faulkner.
1: It's almost like people say, oh, you! I take my hat off to you for, for not having stuff done. And I think, oh, God, please don't take your hat off to me for it because I haven't decided what I'm going to do. But also, I'm just being me. I just I'm actually scared of having an
0: injection in my face. You know, Lisa is one of the loveliest, most down to earth people I know. She has been a familiar face on TV since the 90s, and you might have seen her on EastEnders, Holby City, Brookside and Spooks. On top of all of that, Lisa won Celebrity MasterChef in 2010, and now she's just as well known for her cooking as well as her acting, and she currently co-hosts John and Lisa's Weekend Kitchen with her husband, Celebrity Chef John Turode. Two years ago, Lisa turned 50, a turning point that she thought would be terrifying. But now, at almost 52, Lisa is, as she says, totally fine with it. I found this chat with Lisa really so uplifting and relatable, and I literally smiled my whole way through it. We laughed about our new shared love of bird watching and chatted about Botox and the pressures of ageing in the spotlight. Lisa was so open about how she is keen to reignite her acting career and also shared some personal insights into her relationship with her daughter, Billy. Lisa left me feeling so positive about turning 50 and I really hope there's lots in here to help you look forward to getting older too. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I I'm delighted that you accepted the invitation.
1: I don't do many podcasts, but when you asked me, I couldn't say no, Donna. Oh,
0: thank you. I you know, we do go back a few years, so um it's just uh, like you. yeah, we were just trying to work that out, but um we won't talk about how many. You have just turned 50 and you look amazing. You've got it all going on, your career is going strength to strength. There was pictures of you last year on your Instagram looking beautiful in your bikini. And I also read at the same time that you'd had a bit of a wobble about turning 50, but you just look amazing for it. How did you kind of overcome that? And how are you feeling now after turning 50?
1: Well, actually, I'm 51 and I'm going to be 52 in February.
0: Yay! Yay!
1: That's terrifying. So um, turning 50 was horrible. Like, it's this really weird thing in your head. I think I was so worried about it. And I had a sort of midlife crisis that actually fizzled out as soon as I turned, you know, the day I turned 50, I was like, oh, nothing's actually changed at all. I suppose I just kept hearing and seeing things where people said, What's the other option? You're groaning and moaning about being 50. Well, my mum died when I was 16. She was 44. So she never got to the age of 50. And I think I am so grateful for it. And it has been a real turning point, 51 especially. And I now sort of think I'm fine with it. In fact, I feel so well and so happy and content and well, a very different person to the me in my 20s, though I still feel like me in my 20s and me in my 30s. You know, it's just crazy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, inside you feel the same, but I guess your mindset changes a bit. Like, I feel less bothered about what other people think of me.
1: Yes, I've realised that there will always be people that don't like me, that don't know me, but that don't like me. You know, it's like you... As a sort of person in the public eye, you can't mm. please everyone. And people have an opinion on you just based on you on the telly or you on Instagram. You know, people will just go, oh, I like her or I don't like her, and you can't stop it. And as an actress, that which is my first career and my first love, uh, all you want to be is liked. So it's mm. it's a really horrible thing. And when you suddenly go... Do you know what? I've made my peace with the fact that there will be people that don't like me and I can't do anything about that. All I can do is be as good a person as I can be, as kind a person as I can be. You know, we all are human. I'm only human. We all mess up. But I just think I have become much more relaxed in the fact that I am who I am and take me or leave me.
0: Comfortable in your own skin.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. (laughs)
0: And talking of skin and being on the TV and stuff and the, the pressure that you have to look a certain way and, you know, there are so many actresses that talk about, you know, once they turn 40, they felt like they kind of, had, they were on their way back down. But for you, you, you feel like you're, I just see that you're going from strength to strength. And how do you cope with that pressure of how it, like looking a certain way? on TV?
1: Well, I don't. I mean, I do and I don't. Some days I think I don't care. And other days I look in the mirror and think, oh my gosh, I'd love a bit of help. What I've sort of realised is that you're never going to win this battle. We age. We just age. And I want to look good. I want to look healthy. I want to look good for my age. I don't want to look 35. I mean, I'd love yeah. to be 35 yeah. again, but I'm not. So I don't. I, you sort of go, okay, so I look a certain way. These lines on my face tell a story. This last year, I've been really sort of stepping back into acting as well. And I love my food and I love the shows we do. But it's been really lovely. And it's been something that as my daughter gets older, that I think I can, I can go and I can do again. I really want to. And mm. that means with that comes the fact that you want to move your face. You need to be a certain age and you need to be able to move your face. And you know what? I just feel like at the moment it could change. And I don't, I don't judge anyone, but at the moment I'm okay with my wrinkles.
0: I would rather do, I'd rather just look after my skin. You have lovely facials as well, don't you? I've, I've seen that you go to the same lady um, and I started following her, but you look after your skin, don't you? You really have yeah. a good yeah, regular and, and routine.
1: She's really good, meanily. if like, yeah, I can't get an appointment. I literally am trying to book her and haven't been able to get an appointment because she's just so busy. But it's like a whole experience and it is expensive, but I don't do... Botox or fillers or anything else yet uh, and so I just think well if I can look after my skin and she does bits of acupuncture and she does a few micro needles and lots of massage and I come out feeling like I'm glowing so I don't really mm. care that I, I'm not tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and I have very, very similar experiences with our skin I think and yeah or viewpoints as well we've spoken about it before like I've not had Botox either and I'm like you I kind of never want to say never because you feel I don't like the look as you say this kind of look where everyone looks startled and I don't want to look different but at the same time I don't want to say in five years time you know that I can't that I've said that I'll never have it so I won't have it (laughs)
1: I totally agree and, and I, I have friends that have it and I have friends that don't and I love all of them and I have no judgment because I think it's very personal to you and if you feel better making yourself look younger or having less wrinkles or doing whatever, I think you have to do what is good for you. We, for, for years we haven't done what's good for us and I think mm. what's difficult is that what I don't like is the pressure to feel that we've got to be under this pressure to look younger or not be real because all of the filters and everything just it scares me because I don't want my daughter to think like she's 17 and she's already talking about well I'd have botox here and and that's what they all do they all sort of and I think it has become so normal which is fine but it's also fine to not have botox and to be in your own skin the way you are uh, i think it's uh, it's such a really it's really really difficult i find the whole uh, the pressure on on women about aging and you know seeing loads of things on instagram recently about how journalists ask men completely different questions than they ask women and the first thing you get asked is oh my god you look so good so what do you do to your face or you know and it's like is that all we are, really? I know. It's, it scares me.
0: And men, I think we're, because we're used to men ageing, we're used to seeing them ageing. But with us, we see the opposite. We see women looking younger as they get older.
1: As well as that, which in a way is that, that's part of it. But the other part of it is that we're not used to seeing women ageing because ageing women are not popular. So they get, you're not used. You're, you know, as an actress, the jobs dry up at a certain age because public perception is that people want to see younger, pretty people or younger people. So therefore a, a man aging, you're actually right. So normalized, that's fine. But a woman aging, it's almost like people say, Oh, you I take my hat off to you for, for not, Having stuff done, and I think, oh God, please don't take your hat off to me for it because I haven't decided what I'm going to do. But also, (laughs) I'm just being me. I just, I'm actually scared of having an injection in my face. You know?
0: Yeah, I think for me as well. I just don't know where it will stop. Like, and I don't want to add another thing to have to do as well.
1: I know. I have enough. (laughs) I
0: I don't go to the dentist enough. Let alone go and have Botox every. (laughs) every so often
1: you know what I was just I was um in my little beauty salon which is about 20 minutes away is near my sister's house and they're brilliant there and I went today and they were telling me about this facial which is like oh god I can't remember what it's called something m and it's like electric it's like a gym workout for your face non-invasive and it and you have to have them twice a week for three weeks and it basically moves all the muscles on your face so it's really good I was thinking, how could I get there twice a week? It's only (laughs) half an hour, twice a week, but I don't think I can make those appointments. (laughs) Even though it's non-invasive and it sounded
0: brilliant. Brilliant. That's it. Going back to what you were saying about acting and the industry, do you think it's changing at all? Do you think that there are more roles coming up for older women?
1: I, I hope so. I think it's definitely something people are talking about. I think you know fantastic that low campaign had maggie smith you know that people are sarah jessica parker's interview the other day with that when she was interviewed for everything it was for skincare for rock yeah for rock i literally turned you know it was came up on my feed and i watched the whole thing and i thought gosh i love you you know she She's just like, you do what you do, but you can't, you can't stop aging. And what we have to do is normalize it. And what women have to do that are in, in the positions of power to write, to direct, to produce these things, are to say, you know what, in drama, that role always goes to an older man give it to an older woman. You know what I mean? Actually, so many things are told. You're you're told, well, yeah, but it, this is the viewpoint of the women or this is this. But actually, it's all about the male policeman or the male. It just, it it seems to me a lot of the time that women just don't get as many shots at just being a normal older woman on television. I just think there just seem to be less and less roles. And in a way, I you know, I think, well, my time will come again. You get to a stage where you're a bit older and then you get some more work because you're slightly, you know, you're even older.
0: Yeah, because Helen I mean, Mirren has you- been speaking a lot about it as well. And she's going, her career is amazing, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, and she's been speaking a lot about this ageing thing. She's done a, a campaign with L'Oreal, I think, um, around ageing. And she seems to be, as you say, in that 70-year-old bracket, where it's kind of the, not the extreme, I don't like to say that, but as you say, when you're kind of 50s, 40s 50s but we need more of these women behind the camera to to interpret the roles we do
1: and there are um, so many women in powerful producer roles you know have amazing production companies amazing you know that are heads of tv companies then you just want to say let's let's reflect that in drama because You know, 30s, 40s is fine. 40-year-old women, there's still roles because if you're still childbearing age, then there are still sort of roles. It's really funny. And then there's this next step up where you can play a lawyer or like a professional person or somebody's mum. Yeah. And I just think, yes, you you can be somebody's mum. You can be all those other things. But I don't know. I just think... I just wish there were more, I wish there were more. And I wish that everyone was given a chance to shine. I think that it's the way of the world. Once one mm. person uses one person, somebody, they become the flavor of the month or the year and they're on every movie and every TV show. And it's fantastic for them. It's amazing. And as an actor who started when they were 19, my career has gone up and down and up and down. And I realize you have those ups and you have the downs. Then it goes back up. But it would be really nice if you could pepper it along the way with actors that you haven't seen for a while and actors that have just not worked for whatever reason, but they're they're brilliant out mm. there. I mean, you know, male and female, everybody. Yeah. It's not just a women women's problem that the the fact that there are not very many roles. Um, but it is, you know, I think for, for us as as older women, it definitely tails off. It really does.
0: What do you think the best thing is about being the age you are now? I think probably
1: that I don't care as much about what people think. That sounds like I go, Oh, I don't I don't give a fuck. I do I do. I still really care. But I don't sweat the small stuff as much. And I think, you know what? <laughs> I I'm able to put my big girl pants on a bit more. Do you know what I mean? I think, know sure. what? Lisa, stop thinking. Sometimes you go back into those ways of thinking. Or oh, could I do that? Or, well, oh, I'm a bit nervous or a bit anxious and things like you know HRT and uh, menopause. That doesn't help perimenopause and all of that. Oh, that's
0: but, a whole yeah. different thing.
1: That's like yeah. But I do think that you can go. You've done this. You've been here before. You've got the t-shirt. Put your pants on. Your big girl pants on, and just go for it. And I and I really feel that the older I get, the more appreciative. I'm so. Mm. At this age has given me appreciation of my body. I'm so grateful that it still moves and works and looks all right in a bikini. I'm it so looks amazing
0: in a bikini.
1: But you know, I just think, you know, I go out, I go out and walk my dog every morning, and I look at the colors change, and I look at the listen to the birds, and I absolutely love it, and I feel so grateful, and that's what I think this age has brought me.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Do you know what? A friend sent me like a, I can't remember, they're called me, is it memes or meme me or whatever. Oh, no, yeah. About bird watching. It was like, you know, you know, you've got to a certain age when, and I literally love watching birds. Me too. What is that What about? is it? <laughs> Why didn't I do that when I was younger? It's so odd. I used to look at my
1: grandparents who used to talk about birds in the garden and i think, oh yeah, yeah, great. Thinking, why are they going on about the bird and now I'll sit and have a coffee and watch these little blue tits go in and out of our trees and I'll be thinking they're so magical and they're so tiny and a Robin comes up and I'm like hello who's that
0: <laughs> you know just yeah, exactly who's that coming to see me it's kind of like a bit of mindfulness I think
1: I think so it, it's the time to just you're present yes and I think you're so very rarely present it's the you know sitting having a coffee I try not to do anything else but just to look out in the garden and be and it's the same with walking I don't listen to podcasts I walk and just look around because there's so much that I I miss you know we all do we miss
0: yeah and also the I when I I go to the gym in the morning and I have to drive there and I wind down my window so I can hear the birds oh I know it's so lovely
1: you live in such an amazing place (laughs)
0: I know. I can't complain. I just want to go back to when you was talking. I want to know your secrets about keeping your body so beautiful. Like, you look like you have the body of a 20-year-old. I mean, it's amazing. What's your secret? What do you do?
1: I really don't. I love you for saying that. I have very good genes. My dad is as thin as a whip. Thin as a pin. I don't know what you say, But anyway, he's very lean and looks after himself and my you know I've done yoga for 20 something years it's been about 24 years I've done yoga and it's the only exercise I like I hate the gym I take my hat off to you for going I can't do it I can't do something that I I just can't keep it up Mm. so to me it's like I can get out of bed and I can roll out my mat and do 15 minutes yoga in my pajamas. And I'll do that. And then I'll take the dog for a walk at some point. And I'll do an hour. You do that every day. Yeah. And even if I just do 15 minutes yoga, then I'll go to my sister. My sister's a yoga teacher, as you know. So I I go to her classes and um, I try and do a class once or twice a week. Usually it's once. And I do my little bits of yoga and I walk every day. And that's it. And I don't eat huge amounts, but I eat what I want.
0: I must say, it must be hard living in your house, living with two chefs.
1: I mean, I I am very lucky. We we eat like kings. We really do. Because we decide what we want and then we can make it, whatever it is. You know, John will make Korean fried chicken, a, a Thai curry. You know, it's just constantly testing recipes. Yeah. So, you know, we just never, we never stop. And it, the, most of them are pretty healthy rec- recipes. There are stuff that we do that are cheats and lovely, you know, things like weekend takeaway sort of stuff. But most of the things we do are just home cooked. I suppose we're very lucky.
0: And I think sometimes when you've, you're in front of food a lot, you don't overthink it. So you actually only eat what you want to eat. And then when you overthink it, you kind of crave more, I guess. I
1: totally get that. I think you're absolutely right. When I'm not thinking about it, I'll have either some kefir and some blueberries and something for my, like, granola and seeds in a little bowl for my breakfast or porridge in the winter. And then... I don't really eat till I, don't, I won't sort of have anything else till lunchtime and I'll have something like a soup I've made or I don't know sandwich I don't really think about it the minute I start thinking oh but I've had bread I've had yeah. bread then yeah. and I've had two bread I've had two sandwiches then I've had this and I'm gonna have more carbs I can almost feel the weight sticking to me <laughs> because I'm thinking about it but when I don't worry about it because I think I eat health pretty healthily not And believe me, I'm not like a kale person all the time, but I do eat pretty healthily. I do watch what I drink because I'm on HRT and I just think I want to look after myself. But I do drink. I I think everything in moderation. I think you just have to think what you want and be happy with what you're eating. The minute you start feeling guilty about it, it sticks to you, I think.
0: And there's so many other things that we have to worry about. We just need to look after ourselves and enjoy Enjoy our life, and food is such a big part of that.
1: I really agree, and I think there is times where you think, God, oh, well God, I'm wearing a bikini. Maybe I shouldn't, you know. I'm you going on holiday, and you have a bit of a thing of right. I'm really going to work hard on eating well for the next couple of weeks, but I'm not always going to be seen in a bikini. That's not my job. So I'm a mum. I run around. I'm a cook. I look like I look, and I'm lucky in the fact that I haven't got put on a lot of weight, but I will not beat myself up because I really enjoy food. I love it. Mm. And I don't want that taken away from me.
0: No. Well, you look amazing. Just one last question before we go. What advice would you give to your daughter, Billy, Lisa, about getting older?
1: I would say enjoy every minute of every stage of your life. And you can't. It's not, it's absolutely pointless me saying that to Billy at the moment. You know, she's like, you just don't understand. I don't think it was the same in your day. (laughs) I promise you, it was the same in my day. But I think things work out the way they work out. Mm. You know, what's meant for you won't go by you. You can always want more and you can always work hard. You just have to try not to sweat the small stuff is is my advice.
0: That's perfect advice. Thank you so much. I love this chat. Can we do it every oh, week, please?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I was just so lovely to see you and chat to you.
0: I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you could do me a favour, then please make sure you're following the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. And remember... Give me a follow on my Instagram at BeautyEd. I'll be back next week with another brilliant guest. And until then, have a great week.